You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at graphitegrp.com. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. FM, about five minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock. Food insecurity is not new to Iowa before COVID. One in 10 Iowans was uncertain of their next meal, and 70% of these folks had to decide between food and utilities. Food insecurity is double today, triple for households with children. Heat or eat to help, or if you need help, Visit foodbankiowa.org. If you can help, if you need help, foodbankiowa.org. Uh, Dave Sproul momentarily. Tom Cakert in about 15 or 20 minutes on Illinois and Iowa. We'll give four of our contestants an opportunity to win some Claxon's barbecue coming up again. Uh, the new rules, you can only play once every... Well, you play and then you take... Four weeks off, and then you can play again. Likewise with your wins. Uh, so we'll get four new contestants in here uh, as we do Claxons about 11.45. And it's all basketball, all college basketball. Trent had Texas-Kentucky on the slate. I sent you six. One was already crossed off. So we're, we're down to five. Are you going to cross one off? Yeah, I go- haven't decided which one okay. yet. Okay, we'll, we'll see if anything changes in the next 40 minutes, too, before we do it. I want to use the Iowa State, the Drake, and the Iowa games, obviously. Uh-huh. And then it's, is it Kansas-Tennessee, or is it Alabama? Oklahoma. Hopefully one will not be canceled before now and then. You're taken. Uh, let's get Dave Sprow in here. K-A-S-I in Ames 1430 on the AM dial. Uh, he's, he joins the program. How are you, Dave Sprow? I'm very well. How are you? Doing good. Thank you for coming on here today. Boy, the, uh, the, the basketball team really needs a payoff, don't they? They need to put one in the win column. Uh, just make practice go a little easier. Make the games uh, go a little easier. If they can just... You know, just get that one, uh, because it's been a long time since they have. I think they really need a payoff, Dave. They do, but uh, that's going to be hard to find uh-huh. if they're going into another game completely undermanned and uh, down four starters, which I, I think will be the case. I don't know for certain, but the indications that Steve Prone gave yesterday when he spoke with the media was that you're probably not going to see a lot of uh, faces coming back onto the court. Uh, and he said maybe, you know, one guy might travel with the team that wasn't there for Monday night's game, and even then that guy might not play, and he gave no indication as to who that might be. So it's going to be a really uh, tall task once again to try to keep up with a decent Mississippi State team. They might not be quite on Oklahoma State's level uh, as a middle-of-the-pack SEC team versus a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team. Take take that for whatever it's worth. But uh, it's, it's going to be just another tough hill to climb, and it sounds like it could be a week, maybe more, before everybody is back mm. and healthy and fully ready to, you know, get in the game shape. So undermanned against Huggy on Tuesday too. Is that what you're saying? Potentially. 
I, I would I would guess yeah, oh. that's probably the case. Wow. So it's Mississippi State. We've seen Auburn. We've seen Old Miss. We've seen Tennessee in this game. Vandy one year. It's just it's so odd. End of January, you put this thing out there. If they had a matchup against a Kentucky when things were rolling right, maybe we'd have a different conversation. Yeah. But it just feels so shoehorned in. What's the? How long does this thing last? How long before either the conference commissioners get together and say, "Let's move this thing to December"? It would make more sense there, or it's just completely off. It just even the best games don't feel that good the way that they're in there. When we get a Kansas Kentucky when they're not playing in the Champions Classic, it still just doesn't feel quite right at the end of January. The there was a strategic decision to put it in January because it separates you know, the Big 12 SEC Challenge from, say, mm-hmm. the Big 10 ACC Challenge or, you know, other interconference challenge games that you see in November and December. Uh, but it is kind of weird because it just plopped down right in the middle of your conference yep. schedule. And it's, uh, you know, you, you try to anticipate these matchups that don't work out down the road, such as Texas-Kentucky, uh, which, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. on paper right now, it looks like it should be a bloodbath in the Longhorns' favor. Whereas, you know, back at the beginning of the season, you're thinking, oh, there's, a, there's an exciting matchup between two top teams in their conference. Uh, so it's, it's always a roll of the dice. Yeah, when you schedule it out that far in advance, you don't know how good teams are going to be by the time the, the challenge rolls around. You can get some real uh, ugly mismatches there. But you do get some, some big-name programs matched up against each other, and which that draws eyeballs to the TV, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Uh, we haven't heard any uh, any news regarding the rescheduling of the K-State or the Texas Tech game. Both of those scheduled to be on the road. Both of them postponed uh, during this, uh, during the shutdown that, uh, of course, now they're back. But does that look like to you, Dave, that those will be parked in that week that's available at the end of the season between you know finishing up the uh, the conference season and the conference tournament beginning, that, uh, that uh, window that they built in there? It seems as though that's where those two games are show up is that fair that's probably the best opportunity to get them in i've completely lost track uh, as to how many other big 12 games have been uh-huh. uh, postponed to this point and how many they need to squeeze into that that time frame but given what iowa state now has squeezed in for the month of february it's going to be really hard to get more games onto the schedule without just completely i think it's impossible physically honestly dave yeah, i think yeah. it's impossible yeah you can't you can't do it in february so you got to wait until that early march time period if you could squeeze it in there at all, because depending on how many games, you know, mm-hmm. a K-State has to make up or how many other Big 12 games you need to squeeze into that that stretch, it's going to be a, a challenge in and of itself. Uh, so, you know, there might be come a time where if it's, you know, not exactly a, a game that has a huge effect on the Big 12 conference seedings, they might just scrap it all together. I'm sure they're going to make every uh, effort to get those games in if they can, because TV inventory means more money. Uh, but uh, it, it wouldn't completely shock me if they said, well, you know, the battle between Iowa State and Kansas State might not be that important when it all is said and done. Just eight guys practicing. I saw Prom say that yesterday. How do you practice? I mean, how do you mm-hmm. get ready for this game? And Mississippi State is a lower-level SEC game, but with just one guy back, practicing with eight guys, just got to be incredibly difficult for Prom and his staff to figure this thing out. Yeah, and yeah, he spoke to that challenge a little bit yesterday too. It's it's you know hard to make changes. It's hard to tweak your game plan or you know your strategy as a team. You know when you got guys who are sitting out of practice so many days and you know they can't really be fully integrated. And some some days you might not be able to have a a full on uh, five on five you know uh, type of practice. And so 
you know, you got to do the best you can. But the, the big thing is psychological, just keeping everybody's spirits up, keeping everybody engaged mm-hmm. and try to stay at a positive mindset to just go into a game and believe you, you can give yourself a chance to win. And we saw that a little bit with the outset against Oklahoma State. I mean, Iowa State got out to an early lead there to the surprise of pretty much <laughs> everybody, everybody involved. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and eventually they ran out of gas, which is kind yeah. of what you'd expect given the roster situation. Uh, so if you could kind of repeat that formula a little bit, at least go out there, play with some spirit and some energy and, you know, give yourself a chance to, to hang in there as long as you can. Yeah, you're right. It was 13 to 2 at one point, and it looked like, oh my gosh, did we ever miss something here? This team, uh, a spirited start, but you're right. The, the, uh, the, the gauge was on E as we moved into the second half. Bolton played as you know what off in that basketball game. That was my takeaway, uh, as much as anything. Harris was good too, but Rasir, and I think Harris played every minute, did he not? If memory serves, uh, but Bolton, those two, um, they, they, they certainly uh, didn't take the night off. I'm not saying anybody else did, but Bolton and, uh, Bolton, uh, clearly establishing himself as the guy that the rest of the team is looking to. Yeah. And, and Bolton's a guy who's always kind of been at his best when he's attacking the basket, driving the lane, uh, getting shots from close range or getting to the free throw line, which he did pretty well against Oklahoma State. Um, and so that might actually in a way benefit him, especially playing a smaller lineup once George Condit got into foul trouble. He, he needed to be the guy to get in the paint and, and establish some kind of presence there. I love the, the energy Harris brought. Mm-hmm. He really came out and played aggressively. The numbers at the end of the game weren't great shooting percentage-wise. He didn't have any assists. He turned the ball over three times, but he did come away with, with four steals, hit some big threes, and you know kept Iowa State uh, uh, kind of in it in, in a way down the periphery of the, the game there. But uh, uh, other than that, I mean, it's just a, it was just a grind. You got guys out there for 34 and 33 minutes, and – uh, dudes who just aren't used to that, and George Conda gets into foul trouble, and he can only play 16 minutes, and that's not very helpful in a situation where he is the only post guy available for Iowa State. So that's a couple things. Iowa State needs to be a little more efficient. They've got to stop turning the ball over so darn much, which has been an issue mm-hmm. uh, all season. And Conda's got to stay in that game. He, he can't let himself get into foul trouble. One thing uh, we've talked about, these freshmen trying to see more and more of them. Xavier Foster was the headliner of the class, but he has shut down. Jaden Walker's probably the one I knew the least about. He made some plays Monday night, uh, hit a three, had a pull-up, looked pretty good, I thought, at times. Your thoughts on Jaden Walker and his future? Yeah, saw some flashes of what he can do, and if he, if he, you know, if he could build on that maybe the rest of the season, uh, maybe he'll you know, get more minutes because of the roster situation. Uh, that's something that might be, you know, good for him to to build his confidence going into the next season and, and keep that that young group together, that freshman group in particular, and bring back that core for next season. You might have something to to, to build out at least a little bit, or you know, that's the thing you might cling to to give yourself a little bit of hope going into next season. Uh, Harris is a guy who you know, I know may not be the top of the the recruiting class, but he's an important cog of of what is one of the best recruiting classes that Iowa State has seen in terms of, you know, your, your recruiting rankings. And you only know how good they are truly until the their careers are said and done. Uh, but uh, Harris is a big cog in that. And he's, or excuse me, uh, Walker's a big part in that. And uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, will get a real chance to evaluate I think going through the rest of the season. <laughs> if, that, if there is a positive, that would be that they they need to win in the worst way. Uh, Dave, we'll uh, we'll recap it with you on Monday, and then we'll uh, obviously look ahead uh, to Virg- uh, West Virginia that happens the very next night at Hilton, and then they go on the road for a crazy amount of time. They're not back. They play one, two, three, three straight road games before Kansas comes to town on Saturday the thirteenth. Dave, have a good weekend. Appreciate you coming on. 
Thank you, guys. All Thank the best. You. Thank you. You too. Dave Sproul, KASI, 1430 on the AM dial. You know what my fear is for this team? Hmm. They're going to be racing each other to the transfer portal. Uh-huh. Get the hell out of me. Come on. Yeah. If, they, if they don't win a basketball game, then what's coming next? You lose Solomon Young. You do. You have a top 50 point guard coming in. And more than anything, that's what this team needs. Well, they do. That's they turn true. it over at such a high rate. Mm-hmm. And this, the kid from Milwaukee sounds like a pure point guard. It's not, hey, he's a scoring guard. He's really a two, but he plays point. Rasir Bolton. Right. He's really a two, but he's going to play point. Of, you know, to get your feet wet in the Big 12. It's very true. Oh. But that's what They'll be they all doing each other. Get out of my way. I'm first. <laughs> I mean, I know there's no such thing as a portal. Right. I just, can't you see that? Don't know what the culture is. That's just it. I mean, they can't be having any fun getting beat all the time. But the guys were still playing hard. They did. They try. I, I'm with you. I saw with my own two eyes. I mean, thirteen to two. They looked like. I don't think Bolton would let him give up. Right. He's a guy. That's one you cannot afford. Right. But you get to the end of the season and there is no payoff. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a payoff. Well, and how about and your coach's seats getting really, really warm? And well, and one thing to think about here too is we've talked so much about here this week, conference tournaments. It feels like, I don't think they're on the brink of going away, but the conversations are happening. I thought they were, and I'm more optimistic that they're going to happen at the end of this week than I was at the beginning of this week. But there's also a very good chance that the way that they are structured looks a whole lot different Mm -hmm. than the normal, quote-unquote, conference tournaments. And for the big, all right, if you're the Big 12, do you say... Sorry, Iowa State. Oklahoma State's already not going to be there. If they make mm-hmm. the continue with the decision not to play, you know that eight nine game is it worth it? We know what we might get. We got to we got to get the building one more night. We might get we may get K State Iowa State a couple of nights before. Oh right, yeah, because they still have to make that one up. Mm-hmm. So we may back the ooh. Maybe Imagine they just make that cover that. Just make that the playing game. And the Maybe. winner of that, if that would be the first conference win for Iowa State, and K State just has the one. All right, whoever wins this one, you're going to Kansas City. The other one, your season's over. Mm. But if if the decision's made, we're only going to send the top four, say, to the conference tournament. And this happens in the middle of February? What are these Iowa State games? What are you playing for even at that point then? Everybody feels like you have a chance. Did they realistically have a chance? No. But that's what makes college basketball great. 351 teams, they have a shot outside mm. of the Ivy League every single year to play your way in. To get to the big dance. Even Iowa State. Even you and I this year. You can play your way in to the big dance. No conference tournament, though. That could be taken away. And then, what are these guys playing for? So if they only put in the four teams, if they, you know who gets left out as we, as we sit here today? Kansas. Kansas doesn't have a seat. Texas Tech doesn't have a chair. Wow. Okie State is out. Look, TCU, K-State, and Iowa State at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, and then, okay, there's Baylor, and they're all by themselves. But then it's... I mean, who's the second best team? This thing is so fluid, too. All right, you're Bullsby. We don't want to send everybody there. We, we're going to cut down. Let's send the six. Oklahoma State, they're not going to play. And then the bottom three, TCU, K-State, Iowa State. You get biased to the top two teams. And then you have the other four teams mm-hmm. playing in the first round. All right. It's a pretty fun tournament. Not bad. Not bad. And you're... You get some games. You get some games. The Big Ten, how do you structure that thing with 14? You, you cut it down to eight. And they don't have any wiggle room because they play right up until. But then turn. you're the ninth place team, your Rutgers, who maybe's put together a resume for the tournament. But you need just that one more win, yeah. even if it's against Northwestern or Indiana or whatever it is. And you don't get it. 
you can't do that either. This is going to be crazy to watch. It is. Did I see? It was did Rutgers beat Michigan State for the first time ever in conference play? It was yeah. Did I see that? Yep. Beat by thirty. My gosh. Eleven twenty. Miller and Condon. Time for another thousand dollar slam dunk. Uh, text the keyword "win" to two hundred two hundred right now. It's your chance at a thousand dollars. Win to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. HawkeyeReport.com's Tom Caker joins us next as we take you until noon. Claxon's Barbecue coming up as well. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. If it feels like everything is on KXNO, it's because it is. Get all the latest on the Hawkeye, Cyclones, and more right here. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. We are Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO.org. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Condon approaching 11.30 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM on the FM dial. Tom Caker momentarily, uh, klaxons to give away coming up. First big bet that I've seen on the Super Bowl came in overnight. Uh, better in Nevada on his account at BetMGM. Bet $2.3 million to win $2 million. He grabbed the three and a half points. Hmm. Or she. Don't know who it is. Yeah. You love those big bets. I do love the See, big that bets. See, does, that does nothing for well, me. Well, you'll never... Well, you. Like, I play there. Or <laughs> All right, Mr. Throw yeah. Billions Around. But what, I wonder what that does to that player. I mean, you, when you bet, I don't know, 25 is a big play, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you get the the anxiety of, of losing your 25 or the thrill of adding another 25 to your account? What Does this person, when they bet that much money... If they have that much money that they're throwing it's around... It's meaningless, right? Yeah. You don't get a Jones. I What's the difference think. between that and a million dollars? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what about you, Tom Caker? Oh, there's a millionaire throwing <laughs> it around. How are you? Uh, if if you've got two point three million dollars and you're betting it, you better if if you're just throwing if it, it better be just throwing around money. And if it's serious money that you know you need, then you have to have your head examined. Yeah, I shouldn't be gambling. Right, I should step away from the app. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe that. So they let him bet that much on the app. He had it in That's his crazy. account apparently, because it had to be there wow. for the, for it to go through. I mean, wow. it's just crazy, crazy money. His account history looks a little bit different than my yeah. bet eleven to win ten. Yeah, five twenty four to win. <laughs> I, I wonder if it was that boxer that I referenced yesterday oh, yeah. that fires at that level. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, that lives in Nevada. That's who it is, yeah. That could, that yeah. could be him because that's uh, that's crazy. Anyways, Tom, uh, boy, we've uh, can this game <laughs> come close to how we think it's going to play out? I mean, the hype for a regular season conference game that we only get to see it once, and clearly it's it's predicated on what? Oh, it's more than just last year. I mean, I get the rivalry; it seems to be back, but just the last glimpse that we saw the the two times we witnessed those two schools, including the finale in the conference last year, both of them so good. Will this one live up to it, Tom? Uh, I don't know if it ever. It's it's hard to live up to the hype of something. Um, 
and, and both teams have been kind of off for a few days, so you wonder if it's just going to be a little sloppy coming out of the gate. Both teams kind of trying to get their legs back going in the right direction, um, getting a feel for, for everything. But, what you know, I, I said earlier this week uh, that it was it's weird because that's the last time I was in, in a in a building with a big crowd Jeez. was March 8th last year in Champaign, Illinois. And that was the last time that I was sitting in covering a game that had 15,000 fans in it. So that, tonight when I'm down there, that's what I'm going to be thinking about initially. It's just uh-huh. God, it's so weird because both the atmospheres in Iowa City and then down in Champaign were just, that's as good as college basketball gets with mm-hmm. what they had atmosphere-wise for, for those two games. Heard the uh, watched the hype video from Illinois last night. It was incredibly well done. Rubbing a little salt in the wounds with Deion Thomas. Tom, you're in the Quad Cities, and it's I know it's so much different there, this rivalry, than it is here in central Iowa. There's a couple of Illini fans here and there, but just not the same thing. It's Iowa State more than anything here in our region of the state. What's it like over there, the buildup and a rivalry that I know you've told us in the past certainly has dissipated how much it's ratcheted back up in the Quad Cities? Yeah, it's... It's going, um, but I have friends who are Illini fans, so it's just that's mm-hmm. kind of how it, it gets going. Mm-hmm. Is that they're they're chirping a lot, and they'll be chirping a lot tonight. And if they win, they'll be chirping a lot. They, um, it's a, to, you know what? It, it's kind of like sometimes, and it, this is kind of arrogant Iowa fan talk, but it, it's almost like it matters more to them than it does to Iowa, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just the the whole game. It's, uh, it sounds like Iowa, Iowa State fans <laughs> arguing too, but it's just it seems like it just defines their their season. But they, you know, that's they also have to live around a lot of Iowa fans too. So <laughs> that that makes it more challenging. Adds to it. Uh, C.J. Frederick, any news at all? Um, you know, list, listening to McCaffrey when it was a Wednesday, I want to say, uh, didn't sound optimistic. Has there been any change at all, Tom? What's your feeling? Um, I heard something yesterday. Um, I would say grain of salt kind of uh, source. So just take it for that. Not like this is what I'm reporting, but just kind of maybe okay. that this was trending better. better okay. For CJ, perhaps maybe playing tonight, um, giving it a shot. So we'll, we'll see. Um, once we get there, like Fran said, it is, it is truly day to day, uh, with this situation. So it, you know, yesterday it may have felt good. Today it might not feel good, and he may not be able to go. So it just depends on what day it is. With the schedule that they now have coming up, they get back at it Tuesday, then Thursday, then Sunday, the following week, a couple of games. They're going to have a lot of games here packed in. They still haven't rescheduled the Nebraska game. Got to get that in there. With that, doesn't it make more sense if it's close just to sit C.J. Frederick out? I know... CJ likes to jaw and he wants to play in this game and you want to have his toughness and his mental toughness out there for this game. But with, with the schedule they have in front of them, doesn't it make more sense? Just say, you know what? Let's, let's wait a week. Let's see what we can do there because you're going to need this guy. This team makes a run in the tournament. CJ Frederick's going to have to be a part of it. You know, it, to me, it really depends. It depends if this thing is getting better. You know, if it's, if it's shown signs of improvement, like you're going to get, you can see, um, something where like in in a week's time he could it could be gone and dissipated and he could be a hundred percent then i think he said him 
But if it's just going to be this thing that just we know now it's just going to linger, uh, it's not really getting any better. It's not getting any worse. It's just kind of what it is. Then you got to make a decision. Are you just going to play with it and just gut it through and play when you can play? That's that's what I'm curious about. And there's the way Fran termed it the other day, just day to day, kind of made me think that they don't really have a, a an idea of if it's getting better and like if it's going to be better in a week. Hmm. The Nebraska game, the, the, the Hawks have a week between games. Late February, they play Sunday and then yep. Sunday. So, so maybe they're so. Tom, regarding those Sunday games, and then I want to ask you about Michigan State on Tuesday. What any idea what time they'll tip on Tuesday? And then the Sunday games that are still on the schedule. I know Fox has uh, Fox has one of the Indiana game, but where I'm going is any chance those might uh, or one of them might get the BTN treatment. Because the Wisconsin game at the end of the season is a Sunday as well. Any BTN possibilities at night on Sundays for, well, I don't think Wisconsin would be there, but maybe the other two, at least one of them? Yeah, the Indiana one next Sunday is not for sure because uh, nobody wants to go head-to-head with the Super Bowl that, that night. <laughs> right, so, yeah. um, I don't, I don't, and I don't think anybody covering the game wants to. True. would rather be watching the Super Bowl and enjoying the Super Bowl than than that, but um, I think you're right with the Nebraska. That just seems to fit you know, that late season schedule there. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys last week or not, but Nebraska now they they the Michigan State game got moved to the sixth, so that's going to be their first game back, and they're going to have to try and play 14 games in 31 days. <laughs> it's just it's just incredible. I mean, it's just and and that's not including probably not playing against Penn State. They're probably not going to even make that one up if they don't have to. And I don't think they'll have to because it's probably not going to impact the conference standings a whole lot. Yeah, but, college basketball is better off with that. I mean, they're just gonna, it's going to be tough flooding for some of these yeah. teams. They're going to play a lot of games in, all, in a short amount of time. Michigan's going to have the same thing. And their schedule yep. gets a lot more difficult in the back half of the year. A lot of difficult road games for the Wolverines. We talked about it, that number to get to. Are you enamored with this Michigan team? Are they not just good enough to win a regular season crown? Is this a Final Four contender in your mind? I, I think they're way better than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. They may be the deeper, deepest team in the conference right now. Um, the transfers they added really, I, I think, added something to them. Mm-hmm. It's given them some stability at point. Uh, Wagner's really good. Livers is, is uh, having a great senior year. Um, Hunter Dickinson's been terrific, yep. better than I thought he would be. Um, so they've got they got a lot of skill. Um, I just wonder how any team's going to handle basically having to play almost every other day uh-huh. for a month. How is that going to? That's pretty taxing, and that's what's going to have to happen with a lot of these teams. And with that, there'll, there'll be, uh, uh, I would think, a couple of those nights that they stay on the road, play a game, maybe stay over, travel to the next road opponent, stay over there, obviously, and then play the next night. I don't think they'll be yep. you know, making that trip back to Ann Arbor. Uh, fascinating. So what's the key to the game tonight, in your opinion, Tom Kickert? How do the Hawks win? How, do, how, do, uh, how does Illinois win? Um, for Iowa, I think, uh, the bench, I think that's really going to be critical. I think Iowa has an edge there, even with Monte Williams coming off the bench. I, I think they just, the, the bench, when Iowa's bench is really contributing, that's when Iowa's the most dangerous. And I think Iowa's obviously, Bohannon's got to shoot better. Uh, for Illinois, um, I think they've got to have big games from 
Cabello or however, I think that's how you say his name, Cabrillo, uh, the, the young point guard, the freshman point guard, and also guys like Adam Miller and Trent Frazier have to play well. Um, uh, those are kind of the, the, the ancillary pieces that when Illinois is do, doing well, it's those guys that are playing well. Tom, uh, next week it will be signing day for football. Any surprises up there? Anything still percolating? As Of course, they signed the uh, big part of the class back in December. Anything? It's so different that first week in February, what you really? have normally been used to. Yeah, it's it's totally different. Um, you know, the one to watch right now is the, the Hilson kid from, from Des Moines North. Okay. I think mm. he's... He's going to find out probably early in the week if he's getting an offer from Iowa, and I think that depends on what happens with, uh, um, you know, I, I know Iowa's still trying to poke around with the Sanders kid who committed to Iowa State. So if they can't flip him, then um, then I think uh might see Helson get an offer as a running back to play at the University of Iowa. I think I thought, thought I saw Bruce trying to recruit Sanders, too. He's yeah. still chirping out. And uh, Arlen Bruce got an extra star over yeah. at Rivals. So did Sanders, by the way. Oh, They nice. both did. Yeah, yep, got an extra star. So, um, yeah, this is a really star-studded class for Iowa. Uh, when you look at the uh, number of four stars that they've got, uh, I think it's the most most since uh, 07 um, and, you know, close to the 2005 level, uh, which is a great class. So credit to Kirk and his staff because this has been a tough year to recruit, but they were able to identify guys and and get a good class. But they, it's weird that they can't get a running back. But that's <laughs> one of those. It's one of those positions where guys want to come in and play right away, and yeah. they see Tyler Goodson sitting there and. It's not going to be play right away. Hmm. Remember when uh, recruiting day used to maybe not break rivals, but certainly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it came pretty close. How many years ago was that? Just fifteen? It's got to be more than that, maybe. Oh no, there's been times, <laughs> recent times, where really, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Even yeah. though it's, it's it's two days, it's two separate. Well, that's just recently, though, or relatively recent. Yeah, it's relatively. Re- there were some February <laughs> Wednesday, first Wednesdays in February, where we were. Yeah. Dead in the water. Yep. And there's also been, I, I remember the one year where uh, it was, we had a huge snowstorm the night before, and I had to dig out of like like uh, over a foot of snow uh, to get to Iowa City to go to go to uh, talk about uh, talk about signing day and go to a, cover a basketball game that night. I think that was during the Licklider era. Hmm. Uh, presume days. You're not supposed to swear on the air. That that name is not allowed here, Tom. Hey, did you see that uh, Michigan State almost I did. broke the lick, the lick record last <laughs> night? Did. The lowest points yeah. under Izzo was 35, and he got the 37, so lick still stands. He still has the record, no doubt about it. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, so you are going over there by the sounds of our conversation. You will be in Champaign tonight? Yep, I'll be in Champaign, uh, getting there bright and early. So um, find out uh, the latest on uh, Frederick if he's out in the court. Well, we'll follow your Twitter, HawkeyeReport.com, and that's where we'll log on because uh, get some of the pre-game stuff there. Tom Caker, Tom, we'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Tom Caker. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. Good that he's going over there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all the media can't. There wants to. The road media, the traveling media, they're uh, not allowed to do that. Uh, due to the COVID restrictions. Two and a half is the number. Do you have an opinion? I'm laying it. You are? Yeah. You like a line? The fighting a line eye. So, Frederick, a piece. Not a huge piece, but it's a component. It sounds. Tom's kind of making it sound like there's a 
There was I didn't think there was any chance 48 right. hours ago. Yes, and now he's at least going to give it a go. You're yeah, going to see him warming up mm-hmm. and making a real concerted effort to try. Frazier's good defensively. Jay Bo, I don't. he's not going to be 0 for 9 bad. But is he going to put up 23? I don't think so. Well, Trent, that's a little hint because Jay Bo total points is our tiebreaker. Oh, and right now one. we are unbusying the phone. So if you've got a busy signal, you can jump in now at 2845966. We'll take the first four callers. You can't have played for the barbecue giveaway within the last four weeks. I got the list right here, so don't even try Commissioner it. Condon, you won't get by him. Look, I tried Boom. to get Super Bowl props into the into no, the no. equation this week. The commissioner threw the flag. Too Not early. having any part of that. So we got four basketball You would have done Cedar Bowl. I, I would have allowed that. You know what? I even forgot that it was playing. <laughs> I knew that they were there because uh-huh. I read it. I was reading about Jones, the Alabama quarterback, who I guess is having a great Sprained season. his ankle, though, right? Oh, I didn't see yeah. that part of it. Well, he's got some time. Anyways, he's a first-round pick. First round pick. Maybe your Bears. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, Claxon's giveaway next. We have our first four callers, but maybe somebody's trying to sneak in. So if you're getting a busy signal, Commissioner Condon will not let these people in if they've played uh, out, of, out of turn. We'll do that when we come back. 1460 KX and 0 and I'm Rusty, director of Wolf Roofing. We started as a roofing company 26 years ago, and we're still a roofing company today. What started with the roofing a handful of homes in the summer of 1993 has grown into a company that completes hundreds of projects each year and can handle the biggest roofing projects. Whether you're a homeowner, apartment owner, or manage a townhome association, Wolf Roofing has experience to handle your project. Give us a call at 225-8866, 225-8866, or visit us on the web at wolfroofing.net. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's in Altoona, 3131. 8th Street in Altoona, been in business and been in Altoona for about 25 years, serving up delicious barbecue, 3131 8th Street. You can find them on the web, klaxonbbq.com, klaxonbbq.com. We'll give you four college basketball games and a tiebreaker. Whoever gets the most right will win a $35 certificate. The runner-up gets 25 bucks worth of barbecue. Let's get to it. Walter, Shane, Ryan, and Austin in that order. Uh, Walter's going to go first of all here. Walter, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Walter, are you there? He's Hi, there. how are you? You hear him? Oh, you're unplugged over there. Oh, no. Ken is struggling. He's having some issues. His headphones came unplugged. As this is riveting oh, radio. There we go. <laughs> uh, I had a, I had a blowout, uh, but good to talk oh, no to you, Walter. Problem. Hey, well, uh, I'm actually calling you. I'm actually calling you from Pismo Beach, California, streaming on the, the iHeartRadio app. So, how if you win this thing, how are you gonna? We be back in town? Oh yeah, I'm just in town visiting some family, and I'm coming back on Monday. Nice. And I'm at Ralph. I'm at the Ralphs right now, just getting a gallon of milk, and I thought I'd call in, and sure enough, I got through. Yeah, Ralphs like the big supermarket out there. So, what part of California are you in? I missed that. Pismo Beach. Now, where Pismo. is that? Uh, it's up up north. Okay. Probably an, uh, an hour and a half from San Diego. So you flew into LAX and then headed north, like through uh, what is it? what else is up there? Oxnard. Well, I flew into LAX and actually rented a car and drove. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. 
Uh, all right, well, good. Uh, have fun out there. Be safe. Uh, here we go. Okay. Iowa is a two and a half. Po- well, they're a dog. Illinois get gives two and a half to the Hawks. I'll take the Hawks. Uh, Alabama's a two and a half point favorite over Oklahoma. Did you say Alabama? I did. Alabama, Oklahoma. I'll go with the Tide. Love to see that football game. It's basketball. <laughs> Hope it's good. Uh, <laughs> Illinois State. Uh, that game is Sunday, Trent. I believe. Yes. Uh, Illinois State is getting fifteen and a half from Drake. Walter. Drake's thirteen and zero against the spread. They're going to go fourteen and zero. That's a big number. And doing your homework, Walter. Well done. Uh, Mississippi State tomorrow is a seven and a half point favorite over Iowa State. Ah, I gotta take Mississippi State. Here's the tiebreaker, closest without going over. Jordan Bohannon points tonight. Uh, I'll say eighteen and a half. Eighteen. You can. Oh, you know what? We're gonna give it to you, Walter. Well done. Thanks for your. Thanks for playing. And uh, enjoy Later. California. We'll talk to you. Uh, well, we'll see if uh, if you win. We'll get that out to you. Shane is next. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, uh, Illinois is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa. Hawks. Alabama gives two-and-a-half to the Sooners. Uh, Oklahoma. Drake, a 15-and-a-half-point favorite over Illinois State. Uh, Against the spread in give me Illinois State. All right. Uh, Mississippi State, seven-and-a-half over Iowa State. Give me the Cyclones. Here's the tiebreaker, Shane. Closest without going over. Bohannon points tonight. 19. Shane, have a good weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Ryan is next. Hello, Ryan. Hi. Uh, Illinois, two-and-a-half point favorite over the Hawkeyes. Iowa. Alabama, two-and-a-half over Oklahoma. Uh, Alabama. Drake, 15-and-a-half over Illinois State. Be Drake. Iowa State gets seven and a half from Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State. J Bo total points closest without going over. Twelve. Have a good weekend, Ryan. Thank you. You too. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Austin brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hello, Austin. Hey. Uh, Illinois is a two and a half point favorite over Iowa. I'm up to Illinois. All right, Alabama two and a half to Oklahoma. Alabama. Drake gives 15 and a half to the Redbirds. You going with Drake on the streak. All right. What would that be? 14? It would be incredible. Uh Mississippi State 7 and a half over Iowa State. Mississippi State. And Jaybo total points tonight. Closest without going over Austin. Last guy said 12, so I'll say 13. 13 it is. Austin, have a good weekend. Thank you. All right, thanks. Good to talk to you. Thank you to Claxons. We do this each and every week. There'll be plenty of props next week. Mm -hmm. You are going to allow us to use the Super Bowl next week, right? And we know where they're playing that game. Did you see they're testing now each player twice daily? Are they really? Both the Chiefs and Buccaneers. Well, I did see that today is the day. From here on out, if you have a positive... You're out? You're out. Oh. Out of this, you would. Just, what would you do? I'd, I'd I, lock would, I would. I would check by into myself. Ho- yes, I would check into a hotel. I would, and especially for. The, I shouldn't say especially. If this is your only opportunity, your last opportunity, you're a free agent. You're 37 years old. You're doing everything. Mm. I mean, every single thing positive. Every one of these guys is doing everything, sure. quote unquote. But, eh, you know what? I'll go pick up dinner. Yeah. Even That's all it takes, unfortunately. 
complete lockdown if yep. I was in that spot. Uh, and the number remains at three. The uh, Kansas City is the three point. I think there's one place it's three and a half. Maybe bet MGM, but everywhere else it was consensus three. So uh, what are you going to do tonight? You're going to shut off your phone and tape Illinois, Iowa? I mean, <sighs> it's so tough. It's an eight o'clock start. And what time will you be finished? Between nine oh five and nine forty five, and just so you won't get home to see any of it. I won't. But I mean, maybe places? a couple of minutes. Could I stop and watch the end of the game somewhere in Ankeny? Well, not at my place. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Okay, cross that one off. Was that on your list? Well, <laughs> not anymore. Oh man! Have a good weekend, regardless. Yeah, you too, pal. Um, I mean that too. Uh, we will uh, turn things over to Murph and Addie at two, then the Fanatics at four. Trent's on the air tonight. Ankeny versus Ankeny. Boy-girl doubleheaded. That's a pregame is at 6. Uh, the Saturday morning pregame tomorrow with uh, at 8 o'clock. We're back on Monday. Thanks for being here. Have a good weekend. Murph and Andy talk sports and more. Weekdays at 2 on 1460 AM at 106.3 FM. This is KXL.